Welcome to the Waves Ministry Podcast. My name is Caroline Tomlin. And I am Michael Tomlin, and we are your hosts. We encourage and equip girls, ministry leaders, and families in knowing their identity and calling while cheering them on to start making waves for Christ in their homes, communities, and world. It's a joy to bring some encouraging and thought-provoking conversations that will help you navigate life and start making an impact everywhere you go as well as walking out at home. We have some amazing guests that make an impact all while walking out their faith in a practical way. Before you hear today's conversation, I want to ask that you would leave a five-star review and share this episode with at least one friend that you think might like this or need it. We'd also like to connect with you on Instagram at Waves Ministry Inc. All right, let's get on with our conversation. Well, hey guys, I am so excited to welcome you back to the Waves Ministry Podcast, and I'm so pumped to have my friend Ainsley on our podcast today. Hey, Ainsley. Hey, I'm so excited to be here. Yay, Ainsley Britton. She um, she actually came and spoke at our Waves Girls Conference in Destin in 2021, yes. literally like the week before I met my hunky husband. And... <laughs> And I was pregnant. Um, and, and she was super pregnant at the time. And Goldie <laughs> made her grand entrance into the world sooner, sooner yes. after. Um, but she um, she is an amazing author and speaker, Enneagram coach. She wrote a book back, uh, was it a year ago? It's been a year, hasn't it? No, I, I think Not it was quite? out in August. So oh, August. Okay. So she's coming up on a year. Oh, seven um, months. Yeah. Okay. Seven yeah. months of don't date a boo-boo dude, um, yeah. which I just absolutely love the title of that because of obvious reasons. Like it's just, yeah. And fun. we came up with it on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that too, that too. <laughs> but Ainsley, um, Ainsley's also working on another book. We were just talking about this about Enneagram mm-hmm. and it's for teenagers. Yep. And so I'm super stoked to hear about that whenever it comes out. But Ainsley, we're just so happy to have you on the podcast. Thanks for joining us again. Oh my gosh. It's always a pleasure. So much fun. I love everything that you're doing and I am just a, a big fan. Thank you. Thanks. Well, I got to tell you, I know that my music taste changed by like the hour. Um, <laughs> like I'll be in like a super holy spiritual moment. And then the next minute I'm like, Teddy swims, like dancing in my car. Yeah. So I got to ask you like, what's your jam right now? What's your favorite music that you're listening to? Yes. Okay. So I was actually teaching um, Legree classes. I, I do that just whenever yeah. I can. And this song came up on the playlist and I got so lost in it that I forgot that I was teaching. That's how much I love the song, but it's called Gasoline by Nick D. You know, Nick D. We like, we like stalk his music and download everything as soon as it releases. Nick D it's is so amazing, good. y'all. He started on TikTok. Did you know that? Yes. And you know, he has, he talks about the Enneagram in one of his songs. Uh-uh. That's awesome. Wait, which one? It's uh, I can't remember what song it is, but he says, he basically says something like, "You're you might be a six on the enneagram, but you're a ten to me, or something like that." Uh, aw, he's good, y'all. <laughs> he, I love him. He's great. Well, um, today we are. Yeah. 
This whole season of our Waves Mystery Podcast, Ainsley, we've been talking about redefining relationships, and it's just a year of redefining Mm. waves, redefining our identity in Christ and our calling. But as we've been kind of going through this series, like we've talked about, we've talked about redefining heartbreak and how do you deal Mm. with heartbreak in a good way, redefining singleness, redefining, you know, just that brokenheartedness that you have with that. What about uh, redefining distractions. We we're talking about all those things, but now we're kind of starting to dip into like the dating and the engagement and the marriage and, and how do you have a, a, a relationship that is truly redefined? That's not cultural. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. whenever I think about dating, I was like, I got to ask Ainsley cause she has this book and I know she does a great job talking about dating. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, I can just sit there and tell like horror stories from dating and make everybody <laughs> laugh, but like you got like the good. So oh, um, I want to know from you, you know, just in talking about dating, like what, cause everybody has like a different view of what dating is, right? Like yeah. my husband and I have even argued about this. Like, he'll be like, well, I wasn't dating this girl. And I'm like, you were dating her, right? <laughs> <laughs> you may not have called it that, but that's what it was, right? And so right. Like, what right. exactly is dating? I mean, I'm kind of with you. Like, I think that it is spending time with someone, getting to know someone in an intentional way. Right. Period. Like, I don't, I don't think that this, this I don't like the talking phase. Like, I don't subscribe <sighs> to that. Like, don't no even intention. come at me with that. Yeah. If you're talking, you're probably dating and you just don't want a title, but if you have to have this conversation of breaking it off or, or, you know, breaking up, you were dating, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like Absolutely. if you decide to not be talking anymore, you were probably dating. <laughs> right. right um, exactly. So yeah, that's what, I, that's what I think it is. I'm, I don't, I think that there's I don't know. I don't think we need to be so, I don't think we need to put the pressure on it. I think we call it what it is and let it be what it is. Right. You know, exactly. Well, and I think about like with dating, do you think the only purpose is just to get to know them or is there other purposes to the dating relationship? Oh, I definitely think there's other purposes. I think it depends on, you know, how, how you know them or what you know about them kind of going into it. So I think it always starts out as getting to know the person, unless you have been friends for a while and you already know them. But (laughs) I mean, I, I maybe even in a new way though, getting to know them in a new way is really different. You know, I've had friends, I had a friend that I knew since we were young and we were ended up starting to date. And I was like, Whoa, I've learned so much more about you in this other aspect, just because I didn't intentionally spend that time with you in this way prior to now. Right. So I think the, the, you can definitely, I think that you can definitely date like some people more casually and some people more seriously, but I think that you need to still be intentional. Like when you are dating those people casually, what does that mean? And why are you dating them casually? And are you wasting each other's time? Then it's an issue. Then it's not good. But if you're like, well, the reason it's casual is because I'm actually still just trying to get to know them and trying to understand if this is going to be healthy or not. That's why it's casual right now versus no, I know that this is like a healthy pairing 
something right. let's move forward in with more intention mm-hmm. then you know that's whenever I think it kind of be there's a little bit of nuance in that space right but never without intention I think you should always be dating with some type of intention I would agree I would agree <laughs> Um, yeah. with that though, cause there's so many nuances to that. And I mean, so many dating, like I've been a huge, like fan of like, if you, as soon as you feel like this is not going somewhere, cut it yeah. off, like cut it off. Like you don't need more soul ties with other people. You don't need mm-hmm. to keep drawing out for people to keep getting the feels. Like, I'm like, cut that off. Like, Yes. You don't need to be there. That's somebody else's wife. That's somebody else's husband. Like, let them go. Um, Mm -hmm. For you, like whenever you see people in these dating relationships or these hangouts or whatever they're calling it, even though it's truly dating, like what are some of the pitfalls? What are like, what are some of the major pitfalls you see with dating uh, with different people? I think the the number one thing that I see most often is the fear of this label and Mm -hmm. this like fear of commitment. Yeah. And that drives me nuts because I'm like, what do you like? Do you not want someone to commit to you? Like, do you truly, is that truly, truly what you want? Is it truly (laughs) what you want to just get the, it's like, you're just trying to keep your options open and get attention from all these people when that just shows me that you're insecure and that you need some healing and that there's some stuff going on that you need to address. And you're filling that void with people, right? you know, like, and that's whenever I encourage people to take what I call an insecurity inventory, because if you want to know like where the devil is going to attack you, look, he's not that smart. Okay. He's going to just attack you where you're insecure. Okay. So Uh, take a inventory. What are you insecure about? Do you, um, do you not use this label because you want, you know, attention from one, one to three people? Like, mm -hmm. do you want multiple attention from multiple people? Well, the enemy is going to use that because that's an unhealed piece that you're trying to fill a void right? Mm-hmm. Um, is it your, are you insecure with your body image? The, ins- the enemy is going to use that. So, and, and that makes sense. Like it's not, these are both like very common insecurities. Mm-hmm. This is not an uncommon thing that, you know, males or females struggle with. So 100% totally get it. Um, but just know that that's where the enemy is going to try to get a foothold. So if you want to get ahead of it, then there's way to do that. And if you can be aware of where he's going to attack, you can put on the full armor of God and be ready whenever you need to go to war. That's good. But I think that that is what I see the most often is like this fear of commitment for whatever insecurity they're trying to mask or hide or avoid facing. And then another thing that, well, I guess to go along with it, with that is dating well, it's, they don't call it dating the talking phase just to stay entertained. So you're not bored. <sighs> and I'm like, that is so mean. Like it that is. is so mean. Cause as soon as they find somebody better, they're going to be over there. Right. But it's like, Oh, I'm just bored. This gives me something to do. <laughs> like that's not healthy. Yes. Like do you by yourself? Yeah. <laughs> 
Exactly. And it's just not kind mm-hmm. to the other person. Like you were just putting that person through the pon- pony and circus show or whatever it is. And it's just not kind to them. And that is going to bite you in the butt. Honestly, it's going to come back to haunt you and you don't even realize it. So those are the two things that I hate to see, but I see the most often. I will say the commitment thing. um, It was funny. A couple of nights ago, Michael and I were chatting and we were, I don't know how we're doing a podcast. And then after the podcast, we just kind of kept talking about relationships. And I was like, you know, it's interesting. Like a lot of the guys that had a hard time committing to me, but we were in like these situationships, right. Where it was like dating, but there was no label to it. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of those guys still haven't married. And, and I'm like, that's weird. You know? And Michael was like, well, there was this one and he's still not married. And there's this one. He's still not married. So it's not you, you know? (laughs) I was like, I know. I was like, and I thought it was me, you know? And I think that that can really play with girls, especially, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. 100%. But I think that there's a real commitment issue and it's not always just the dudes. It's the girls too. Um, but so in contrast, what is, what does a healthy dating relationship look like? Oh my gosh. I love this question because I don't think we talk about it enough. Um, in the book, don't date a booba dude. We do talk about a lot of red flags, but we also talk a lot about green flags because we may even know what to stay away from, even if we don't. But whenever, oftentimes I see whenever girls or guys, I speak mainly to girls. So that's why I'm coming at this from that perspective. But whenever I see girls go into these relationships, they're like, is this too much? Is this okay? Is this like icky? Is that whatever? Like, no, that's healthy. Like that's what it should be. So I really love that question because I really don't think we talk about it enough. I don't think we talk about like, if this is happening, move towards that, go for that. So a few of those things can look like healthy communication. You don't have to wonder like, oh, I wonder when I'm going to hear from this person or like where they are. Like, now I'm not saying you have to know every single place that your significant other is, but especially if you're just dating, but you don't have to wonder if they're off being sneaky or doing something weird because you have a fluid line of communication. That's two ways. And that's super open and comfortable. Um, feeling emotionally safe with someone. I think we don't talk about enough. I think that is a huge, if you, you know, like people say, I married my best friend. That's one of the things is an emotional safety because you are recognizing, I feel this safe emotionally with this, with my significant other, just like I would with my girlfriends, because usually your girl relationships are emotionally safe uh, places. So if you feel an emotional safety, then I think that is a green flag and you don't feel like you're going to get made fun of or something like that, you know, for crying in a movie, crying at a commercial. I don't know, whatever it is, right? whatever it is. Um, Those are, that's also another green flag. Um, So communication, emotional safety and respect. If you feel respected, if you feel like, oh, this is too good to be true kind of thing. Like I've never been treated this way before. It just feels, I feel like I can be myself and my boundaries aren't pushed. Um, Then that is a green light. That is something to move towards because that is 
I mean, the respect piece is, I think, extremely foundational whenever you're thinking about um, a marriage. I think that that's one of the ways that a marriage can crumble really quickly is if one partner um, doesn't feel respected. Right. So feel seen, feel known, feel respected. Those are all green, 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 green flags to move forward um, or just, you know, be in that healthy space for sure. Right. That's awesome. I love that. That respect issue that, I mean, that's, you're right. That is the foundation because, and, and there's a huge trust with that. Cause if you don't feel mm-hmm. like you can be yourself and they're not going to make fun of you or they're, you know, <laughs> like that's a big deal. That's a big, big deal. Like you want to be able to feel like that safeness there, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that's, that's a beautiful gift. Um, yeah how do you know whenever it goes from whenever things cross from getting to know you to like officially dating, like, okay, this is more serious. We're like officially dating here. Well, I think there's a few, well, I don't know. I personally, I'm like, we're not officially dating until you ask me and you need to ask me sooner rather than later. Yep. (laughs) It's so funny. Like I, tell, I mean, like, I told Justin, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, oh, I was just going to say in, like three days in, sorry, Michael, like called me and he's like, I got feels like, <laughs> you know, yes. Love that. I love that. What happened with you and Justin? That's what, that's what I love. I think two weeks in, I was like, all right, we've gotten to know each other. We've spent at least five hours together at this point, you know, something, because the thing is, is that we, people know whether you like someone or not. I mean, immediately you make up a judgment about someone within 15 seconds of meeting them, not a full judgment, but just like a, Oh, I vibe with this person. I don't vibe with this person. You know, like, you know, pretty quickly, you know, I'm not saying, you know, that they're your spouse necessarily, but, and some people do, but I'm not saying you have to, but you do know. Okay. Wait, I think about this person a lot. I am catching feels like I'm wanting to move forward with this. And if you don't know, then don't string someone else along, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So I, I ask the, I like the question. Like I want more people to be asking that question again of, can we make this official? Can we put a title on this? Can we call can we be officially dating? Will you be my girlfriend? Will you be my boyfriend? I don't care. I don't even care who asks. Cause you know what? I had to tell Justin, I was like, look, we're either going to be dating or you're not going to waste my time. So Good girl, <laughs> let me know. And he literally was so shocked by that because no, no one had asked him to do that. No one had asked him to commit before. No one like what? That's crazy. Well, he had not met you. <laughs> exactly. And look where it got us. There you go. <laughs> like, Yes, yeah. No, in out. Let's go. Yeah. And he was like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, I'm in, I'm in. Yeah. And, but good. he was going to coast as long as I was going to let him coast. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying that that was, I didn't, I didn't like that necessarily, but I also could see where he was coming from because no one, had, why would he do that? If no one asked him to do that. And you had enough past. trust and security with him to be able to feel like you could ask the question, you know, totally. That's good. Totally. That's good. Well, yeah. And talking all about like, okay, this is red flag, green flag. This is how we do this. Like, what does the word say about dating? 
Mm, yeah, that is truly what it comes down to. So a few of the things that, you know, I think of when I think of dating in Christian faith and all of that, like one of those things is being equally yoked and in that, you know, Christianese, um, in regular terms, you might say common foundation. Like we both believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. We both believe that um, community is important. And we both believe that being in the church and just being consistent with spiritual disciplines is a priority. And if you're in high school or college, I know that your habits may look a little bit different, more scattered almost, but, or I think of my schedule in college, you know, it was never like the same thing. I never had solid routines, but I still knew that that was a priority. And I knew that if I was looking for someone that needed to be a priority of theirs as well. So I think that that's like number one common foundation. It's right there in the Bible. (laughs) Um, and then of course, there's the sexually pure piece of the whole puzzle. And I think in that respect, when I think of that, I think of, well, other than the obvious, um, what that means, I would also say that like protecting your partner by not putting anything to tempt you to disrespect your partner. That's right. When you think of respect, Mm-hmm. that's that's really what I think about when I think of like staying sexually pure staying sexually uh moral I think this is simple respect right that's really it's really just what it is respect for myself respect mm-hmm. for my partner respect for my future spouse that's all good. of that is what it comes down to awesome. so um just putting away anything that would be tempting for you to disrespect your partner I think whatever it gets more simple than that, like it gets to those simple terms. It's a lot easier to be like, oh shoot, this is a lot. This is a long list. Right. You know, you're like, there's a lot that that encompasses. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what, what that means is also a, you generally know a few things that would probably disrespect your spouse, but also talking it out with whoever you're dating. That's true. Talk it out. What is what is what do your boundaries look like? What do my boundaries look like? Right. How can we both make sure we're respecting each other's boundaries? Not even just physically. What do communication boundaries look like? Yep. What does it look like when we talk about friendship and families and all of those things? Like what do how can we best respect one another? One of the things that comes to my mind is um whenever I was a high school minister, I'm thinking of one young girl who is dating a guy one of her things that was important in her family and thus to her was that the guy get out of the car to pick her up anytime they would go somewhere. So she wasn't just getting a text message. That's like, I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. Come out. And some people that's not important, but to her it was. And that was something that was a sign of respect. Yeah. Whether, you know, that, and I, so I thought that was really good. Um, that I do think is biblical, you know, And then keeping our heart pure. Mm -hmm. Look, it's so easy (laughs) to to not do that. Yeah. It's so easy. I mean, that's a daily, hourly, minute kind of thing. Heart check. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, and and that's whenever, when I think about that, I think about watch what I'm taking in. Mm -hmm. What am I taking in? Like, 
media wise, movies, music, all of that stuff. And I hate when I used to hate when people would say that I'd be like, oh my gosh, like, you don't think I'm smart enough to be able to filter those things out. But now I'm like, no, I wasn't. So no, I don't think you are. I didn't make the wisest Um, choices with that. No. Hate to tell you the reason that I say that is because I did the same thing. I said the same thing and I can see from here, this bird's eye view, I can see how it affects your life. Mm -hmm. I can see the micro changes in your life that lead to macro decisions that can hurt you. That's good. And like, period. I don't care. Like you can't argue with me on that because I already know from life experience, you know? (laughs) And then the last thing that, um, oh, the last thing that uh, I believe is a biblical foundation is let love be genuine. I think it says that in Romans somewhere. Yeah. Romans 12, let love be genuine, hold fast to what is good, love one another, you know, outdo one another in showing honor. And I mean, if you're letting your love be genuine, you're not stringing people along. That's right. You're You're not going to do that one person. You're not putting people on the back burner, period. There was a dude that I talked to literally, I think like two phone calls right before I met Michael, right? And it was Mm -hmm. a dude from my church, like great guy, whatever. I didn't really know him that well. I literally, I think he saw me pray on stage and got my number from one of the pastors at the church. And I was like, But it was on the second phone call that I was like, this ain't going to jive. Like, and I remember telling him, I was like, it would be dishonoring of me to keep this going and us to go get coffee this weekend. If I, like, if I didn't have like the heart of, if I'm not in it. Yeah. I was like, if I'm just not in this, like that, that's not like, like, I, I love you as a brother in Christ more than that. You know, like there's some girl is going to love you to the moon and back. Like, Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. Absolutely. Well, whenever I think about all of that, like a lot of, and and the thing that I think people, like whenever they read the word, a lot of times they get stuck on that, like equally yoked stuff and all the Christianese stuff and they get overwhelmed. They're like, well, that's just not realistic. Like, I can't do that. Like, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, honestly, the word is quite practical, like in how it, I mean, it may have flowery words because it was written thousands of years ago, but like, there's some practical things that are just like, oh, duh. But like, what are some other practical things that people should know whenever it comes to dating? Oh man, I think practically speaking, one of the big things um, that I believe is something that is helpful to everyone and forever like it's helpful to everyone forever it is one thing that can be that's like my number one piece of marriage well two I have two like every anytime someone asks me marriage advice which is not very much I've only been married I don't know almost seven years so not too too long longer than me but long (laughs) enough yeah well and long enough to observe two things right saying thank you every day for something specific and meaning what you say, like mean what you say, let your yes be yes and let your no be no, which is also obviously um, biblical, but that is so huge because you don't have to do these like subliminal messages and this like 
what do you want to eat tonight? I don't know. Like, this is a simple thing, but it's, it's uh, an example is I don't know. And in the back of your mind, you're like, please say sushi, please say sushi. Like, and the guy's like Mexican. You're like, Oh, and you're disappointed. It's because you didn't say it. What do you expect? You read your mind. Let your yes be as legend. You know, say what you want. If you want something, if you truly don't care, then don't care. Right. But mean what you say. And that I think is huge because it saved us from like going into parenthood. You know, are you okay if I run? We we are over communicators. And so we tell each other every action that we're about to do, which is so helpful because we always know who has eyes on the baby. But we're like, okay, I'm going to, are you okay if I run and take a shower? Well, one of us, if I'm like, yeah, I guess. Well, that obviously means no. Right. So why don't you go ahead and just say no? Right. And explain There's why. There's no reason the to do passive is. aggressiveness. There is no reason to do passive aggressiveness. I mean, mm-hmm. And if you do that, you're just going to cause an argument. That, I mean, you're just setting yeah. yourself up for failure. Mm-hmm. It's like, so just go ahead and skip that step and go ahead and mean what you say. And then you can talk it out. If it's like, well, oh, okay, well, why not? Well, the, the reason that I said that was because I'm about to have to record a podcast in two minutes. So let me just do this podcast and then we can switch and you can... Um, I can watch her while you go shower, you know, like there's just ways around it where you can effectively communicate and not have to guess what you actually, what the person actually means. Mm -mm. That's so ineffective. And the most practical thing you can do is say what you mean. That's good. I love that. I love the thank you every day too. Like, I love that. That's something that I feel like we practice pretty well, but it's like, I, I think a lot of a lot of people in general, they lose their joy, just totally. in, like not even just in relationships, but just in life because they're not, they're not giving thanks. You know, they're not thankful mm-hmm. for what they do have, or they're not thanking the Lord for what they have. And it's like, man, whenever you tell your, your, your person who you're dating or you're engaged to or married or whatever, like, Hey, I'm thankful that you did blah, 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 blah. Or I'm thankful that you have this characteristic, like, you know, like yep. that goes a long way. It really yeah, it makes them feel seen and heard and known. And it lets you forget the small stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I always think about, I know one of the big arguments for married people is the dishes, right? Like you don't do the dishes right. And I'm like, no, oh, they're doing the dishes. Like they're doing period. Who cares? Does it truly matter how the soap gets on the plate? Does it really matter? <laughs> no, it really doesn't. So if you could just be thankful that they're doing the dishes, then guess what? They're going to keep doing the dishes. The quickest way to have them stop doing something is for you to critique, like critique, critique, critique. Guess what? If you critique every date that you're on, guess what they're going to stop doing? Take you on dates. Yeah. Because they're going to be like, I can't do it right. So why am I going to do it? I mean. Exactly. That's it. That's it. That's like one of the most practical, easy things you can do. See something you're thankful for. Say something you're thankful for. That's good. That's good. Ainsley, you have been so delightful to to have on the podcast. And I just feel like yesing and amening everything that you've said. And so I hope, um, I hope whenever you watch this, um, that you will go get her book because it's amazing. Um, she, (laughs) she lays it down. Like she's like here, boom. There it is. Don't there date is. a boo-boo dude right there. You know, <laughs> uh, if you don't know what boo-boo dude is, good for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
but exactly. I would say whenever it comes to dating and relationships, um, and even what she what she has to say about the Enneagram too, like I think there's so much insight that comes in from both sides of things. And so please pick up her book and and listen to her podcast. She has a podcast too, and it's amazing. Yes. Um, but I think that one of the things that I just learned so much about you and, and I appreciate about you is the fact that you always keep it rooted in the word, always keep it rooted in the word, but then also like you're practical. Cause that's the thing. I think so many times people walk away and they're like, well, that was nice and flowery, but how do I actually do that? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so totally. thank you for keeping it real. Um, in both ways. And so thank you so much, Ainsley, for being on the podcast today. Yes. Thank you. I love getting to hang out with you, whether it's in real life, whenever I come to Destin or, um, (laughs) on podcasts. That's right. Ainsley, how can, how can people follow you? Yeah. So I am at Ainsley B on Instagram at Enneagram and chill on TikTok, And my website is Ainsley. (laughs) Thank you. My website is ainsleybritton.com. If you want to, I have hats on there that don't look like this. I'm like <laughs> pulling on my hat, but that's not what it looks like. Uh, but the hats say, don't text your ex. So I think they're it's really super cute. <laughs> I like it. And then I uh, have books on there too, but Amazon is the best place. If you want to buy the book, um, For sure. easy Wait. at your house in 48 hours or audiobook. I'm a big fan of audiobooks. I love audiobooks too. Yeah. I, I just recently feel like I started getting into those and I'm like, why have I not been doing this for years? I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with them. I read a book a month. Easy. Yeah. Easy, easy. easy. Well, thank you so much, Ainsley. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Girls, please go check out the rest of our podcast episodes and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Waves Ministry Podcast. For more information about our ministry, check out our website at wavesministryinc.org and our social media at Waves Ministry Inc. on all social platforms. Today we hope you will start making waves in your home, community, and world.